Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. And welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight, Worshipful Brother Joe. And it's just you and me tonight. Brother Ken bailed on us, so uh, no commercial. I thought maybe I would do the commercial with you. We could probably pull it off. What do you think? We could probably pull it off if you have some material. I can read through it. I like the outtakes, by the way. The outtakes were funny. The outtakes were really funny. <laughs> They're only on available on Patreon. Only available on Patreon. But uh, Ken dropped the ball, and he dropped an F-bomb. Yes, Ken never <laughs> drops an F-bomb. <laughs> but he, he lost it. Womp, 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 womp. I thought it was going to end up being like the uh, Bill O'Reilly video when he loses it. He's like, F it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. For those that don't know, check it out on YouTube. Yeah, I think what pissed him off more than anything is he actually got all the way to the end. It was, yes. And then dropped the ball, which is what pissed him off as he wasn't able to do the whole thing. So, but uh, we'll probably get into the commercial. uh, Yeah, why not? What do you think? Why not? We'll do it. We'll do it with you. We'll see who they like, whose soothing voice they like better. (laughs) I'll try to be Ken. I'll try to pretend to be Ken. I'll take it down a couple octaves and (laughs) work on my Barry White. All right, so let's get into it. We are going to start off with uh, our plugging our sponsorship, www.thefreemasonspodcast.com. A uh, couple things, a little bit of updates on that. I'm going to be starting two other collections. Uh, well, the first collection I'm going to start with is the Joe Normus collection. Woohoo! Um, I'm going to start with uh, Joe. We're going to put up your Joe Normus shirt, and you actually had another very good idea of a shirt. Why don't you talk about it? Yeah, so I was sitting at the, the gym the other day, and the guy walked in with a, a Nike shirt. And it just said, you know, the typical just do it, where I think just is in like a black box, and then mm-hmm. next to it, do it in a different color, but it's in white block letters. And it for some reason, it just, like, my head reversed it to do it just. Like and then that. it reminded me of that point in the EA degree where mm-hmm. you stand a, a just and upright mason. Right. Um, so I'm thinking it might be cool to say "do it just" inst- where it would normally say "just do it," and then in small letters underneath and upright. So it would say "do it just" and upright. And I was also thinking, in addition to that shirt, to add to it, instead of doing the Nike symbol, we do the square, yeah, the shape of a of a Nike symbol. Yeah, so maybe extend uh, mm-hmm. extend the extend end. one side a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking uh, along those lines. But yeah, that'd be I'm going to cool. make a Joe Normus collection. Uh, I gotta figure out again. I'm not too tech savvy, so I have to figure out. I gotta kind of play with it a little bit, see yeah. if I can make different collections. But uh, these are gonna be Joe's ideas, and uh, they're gonna be your pony. 
So Excellent. If you want to check that out, go on www.thefreemasonspodcast.com. In addition to that, I am also, I have the White Freemason Podcast shirts. I'm selling them for 15 bucks a shirt. I just sent out two shirts, one to Mark House and one to uh, another brother. I can't remember exactly who it was, but uh, I sent them out. Uh, they sent me the money. They wanted two nice. shirts. I sent them out within two days, and uh, they should be hitting them at any point in time. So if you want to hit me up, you can hit me up through, uh, if you want a shirt, you can hit me up through Facebook Messenger. I take uh, PayPal and Apple Cash if you'd like one. Uh, let's give some shout-outs. So, what we are toasting with today, in honor of Joe, is actually a whiskey called Two Gingers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's uh, Irish whiskey. So, uh, we're going to be doing some toast with that. And the two shout-outs we got is Richie Herrera. And Joe Cassanti. So, Brother Joe, right hand to arms. To arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brother. Viva. 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 It's actually not bad at all. No, it's very smooth. Very smooth. I was actually surprised. Uh, Two things on a plug. And, uh. This is in addition to our other plugs, so please listen. Uh, Morningstar Lodge number 47 is doing its third annual car show to support Seymour High School Car Club. Um, It's live music from the Performing Arts Club and the uh, Seymour High School Dance Team demonstration. We're going to be doing it. We're going to have food trucks, Lucky Dog, and Rita's Pitas. Uh, There's going to be restrooms, um, custom-made trophies, special award given by AJ from WPLR. Uh, for anybody who's from Connecticut, um, it's only $10 with no cutoff. All proceeds go back to the kids. It's going to be Saturday, September 28th, 10 to 2. The rain date is Sunday, 29th, the next day, 10 to 2. And it's at 2 Botsford Road in Seymour. Any questions, get a hold of me through Facebook. And I will uh, I will most happily let you know uh, what the deal is for whatever question you have. Good time for a good cause. I also have something else I want to add, and that is uh, Morningstar Lodge number 47 is going to be marching uh, for Seymour Pounding the Pavement for Pink for uh, Breast Cancer Awareness. Um, So what I have is the team that we are going to be marching under, or running under, is uh, Leonetti's Lions. We're trying to get as many people to possibly walk with us, um, or they can just donate if they like. Uh, so if you are interested in that, please get a hold of me if you'd like to uh, donate to that. My uh, my mother actually passed away when I was 15 of breast cancer, so it's something that's uh, near and dear to my heart. If you have anybody who you'd like to uh, sponsor, or excuse me, if you have uh, anybody who you'd like to represent as a sponsor, a loved one who's passed or has cancer, uh, we are Leonetti's Lions, and we are going to be marching in the Pounding the Pink uh, for breast cancer. Count me in. I'd love to do it. I'm going to be uh, walking. <laughs> I will be running. No, I've, run. I've run it before. I'll run. Those hills are crazy. I'll run. There's some crazy hills. Just not fast. That's fine. <laughs> but you'll present it as fast. I will present it as fast. <laughs> I ran 3K in 17.2 miles. In 17.2 <laughs> minutes. Um, anyway, moving on. Freemason Podcast Facebook page and the community page. Go on there. Like us. Share us. 
uh, recommend us if you're on the either if you're on the uh, Facebook page, the fan page. Uh, we also have YouTube. I tried uploading the last two videos, but they were from Ken's phone, and apparently, free uh, the uh, Facebook is very sticky about downloading other people's videos. Oh, really? So I couldn't download the video. So those two episodes are strictly going to be on the community page. <laughs> so well, if you'd right. like to see them. Go on the community page. That's where they are. Answer the questions. Answer it's the very questions. Easy. They're we, not hard. Uh, with that being said, I'm also going to cover, uh, at the end of this, Brother Rob Fowler. And uh, we had, now, two people from the Illuminati Brotherhood, which you... I saw one and tagged <laughs> them in one, and I knew all I had to do was mention his name. <laughs> but I wanted to say, take care of this, but I didn't right. even have to. Rob. Mm. That's all I said. So my agent is doing his due diligence. Uh, so I will. I'm definitely covering him this episode. So uh, we'll Excellent. do that at the Excellent. end after we cover our topic for the night, which is the Morgan affair. But we have two other things we need to co- to uh, go over. Patreon. Sign up for Patreon three five seven and nine, and you can be part of the Discord. We talk on Discord quite frequently. Actually, we throw around some th- stuff, and uh, it's quite fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's, um, you know, if you enjoy the show, you know, three bucks a month or, or whatever you can give, uh, one, you'll get a behind-the-scenes look at a lot of stuff, you'll get uh. some one-on-one interaction with us, but it actually helps us upgrade our equipment, Absolutely. helps us, that's you know, exactly what we, we're trying we got to do. this fine air conditioner in the window now, yes, we did. that was donated by one of our Patreon donors. Eventually, I want to... <laughs> yes, it was. But, um, yeah, we, we could use that, it, it, it helps... I would actually uh, like to get better sound for videos as well. And yep. my, my ultimate goal is we're going to change out the whole setting of this room, which is uh, I'm going to eventually get rid of the round table that everyone has seen. I want to do a, a, a kind of like a stage type table. And uh, we are going to be putting uh, cameras up. And I want to start doing it live almost every single time. This one is not live. Cool. But I want to start doing live every single time. And uh, that's what I'd like to do. Yeah. I'm trying and, to turn and this We need your help to do it. Absolutely. Uh, on top of that, if you sign up for Patreon, you also become part of Discord. And if you're on Discord, you know, a lot of people hit me up through Facebook Messenger, but uh, you're only talking to me. If you want to talk to the rest of the Brew crew, uh, get on Discord, get on Patreon, and you can talk to all of us. And we have uh, a lot of funny stuff. A lot of conversations happen on there. Intelligent, non-intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> and everything in between. Everything in between. We actually had a good conversation on Prince Hall Masonry that was going on there for I a little while. I did see that. I did see that. So... Uh, all right, so we have one card, and there's no need to pick it for uh, Franklin's 13 Virtues. The last one, and I think actually very poetically, is Sincerity. Aw. So uh, we're going to read Sincerity. I dropped the page. That's all right. Sincerity. Use no hurtful deceit. Think innocently and justly. And if you speak, speak accordingly. I think that's a perfect ending to the Franklin's 13 virtues. Yeah, I agree. Be honest in your words, but also kind in terms of the impact that they can have on others. Don't be hurtful with what you say, but strive to live to lift up the other person. Don't lie and don't mislead. Don't be cruel with your words either. You must, if you must criticize, find ways to criticize without being brutally honest, which is insincere in its intention. I like that. I like that a and lot. I think that's a perfect ending to Franklin's 13 virtues. Okay. So that's our last virtue to practice. And then our next thing we're going to be doing is 
And again, if you're on Patreon, you've heard that I've read, uh, we have read, uh, George Washington's Rules for Civility, Indecent Behavior, and Company in Conversation. But this book I have was actually, and I have to give him a shout out yet again, Brother Mike Hambrecht, Mike the intern from the Masonic Roundtable, sent me this book, which is George Washington's Rules for Freemasons in Life and Lodge. And this book actually takes the certain uh, rules of civility and pulls them out according to Freemasons. So if you look, you have one that has a... A mark next to it yeah. and it actually says uh and it, it breaks it down what it means um like for instance i'm just going to give an example right here uh this one is number four zero forty eight wherein you reprove another be unblameable yourself for example is more prevalent than precepts that is to say lead by example actions speak louder than words and that one is particularly pertaining to how to act as a Freemason. So if you want to hear what the all of them are, jump on Patreon and you'll hear them all. But we're going to be pulling out the individual ones for Freemasons themselves or anybody who is aspiring to be a Freemason. And currently on Patreon, we're discussing the Kybalion. We just did it. uh, We just did the introduction and the first three principles, which is a lot of... It's it's deep. It's deep. Very deep. So definitely... Much deeper. It, it definitely worth it. Uh, it basically, um, it what's the word? It, it gets much deeper into the esoteric and uh, meaning behind a lot of Freemason stuff, uh, a lot of our rituals and a lot of our ways to act. So it's definitely something to, if you're interested in, hop on Patreon and you'll hear all about it. So what do we say? We move on to. The Morgan Affair. The Morgan Affair. The Morgan Affair. For those who don't know what the Morgan Affair is, it was a very dark time in Freemasonry. And basically, giving a quick synopsis of this, Will, William Morgan uh, was, he was from 1774 to 1826, was a resident of Batavia. Batavia? B A T A. Batavia, Batavia. Batavia, Batavia, potato, tomato. Exactly. <laughs> Whose disappearance and presumed murder in 1826 ignited a powerful movement against the Freemasons, a fraternal society that had become influential in the United States. After Morgan announced his intention to publish a book exposing Freemasonry secrets, he was arrested and on trumped-up charges. He disappeared soon after and was believed to have been kidnapped and killed by Masons from western New York. The allegations surrounding Morgan's disappearance and presumed death sparked a public outcry and inspired Thurlow Weed and others to harmless... and others to harness the discontent founded uh, by founding the new anti-Masonic party in opposition to President Andrew Jackson, Democrats, and just so you know, Andrew, Dax- Andrew Jackson was a Freemason. It ran a and it ran a presidential candidate in 1832, but was nearly defunct by 1835. So there was actually an anti-Masonic party in the yeah. United States after the Morgan Affair, and it was actually the first third party in the United States. That's um, and it's its primary 
position was it was opposed to Freemasonry as a single um, a single issue party and later aspired to become a major party by expanding its platform uh, to take positions on other issues. Uh, most of the anti-Masonic party members ended up joining the Whig party in the 1830s and that party disappeared after 1838 but that was the, the in the history of the United States the very first third party was the anti-Masonic party and they actually had um, some pretty powerful people on their side. John Quincy Adams mm-hmm. was a, a member and, a, and proponent of that party. They actually had um, now a few governors. Uh, I want to say Pennsylvania and Rhode Island, um, mm. or at the very least, they controlled the balance of power in the state legislature. So they were, they weren't a joke. They no, they were. It wasn't like on. the Green Party or uh-uh, you know some were. of these wacky parties. They were full on. They were full on. Yes, they were. Um, I just want to also add, this is about the time from 1826 to 1850 or whatever, you've seen a lot of Masonic lodges going dark. There was a major movement against Freemasonry to shut us down based off of this sole event. And uh, this is pretty much where it started. Um, So let's get into uh, what happened. First off... uh, there is no written account, or there's not that I can tell, that William Morgan was actually a Freemason. It talks about uh, since, uh, and again, I'm citing this off of Wikipedia, but this is pretty spot on from what I've read. Um, since Freemasons uh, placed their hands in the Bible and promised not to reveal their passwords and grips of the degree, several members of the Bactavia Lodge uh, published in advertising denouncing Morgan for breaking his word by authoring the book. An attempt was also made to set fire to Miller's newspaper office and print shop. That is the place that he was trying to print the book, or did print the book. On September 11th, that's a funny number, on September 11th, a lot of bad shit. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, in 1826, uh, Morgan was arrested for a supposed non-payment of a loan and allegedly stealing a shirt and tie. According to the laws of the time, he could be held in a debtor's prison until restitutions were made, which would have it more difficult to publish his book. So, the question is, was it trumped up charges to put him in debt, or to put him in debtor's prison, or did it actually happen? I've also heard and read many accounts that he was a drunk he was a fall-down drunk, and uh, we'll see. Let me keep reading. Uh, according to the laws of the time, he could have been... Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Morgan was jailed in Candon... Can- I think it's Canadagua. Canadagua, thank you. Yep, you're welcome. And when Miller learned of this, he went to jail uh, to pay the debt and secures Morgan's release. Mor- uh, Miller being the guy who the, printed his book. The, right, the publishing company, mm-hmm. in essence. <clears throat> Let's see here. Morgan was released, but then rearrested and charged with supposedly failing to pay a $2 tavern bill. Now, I don't know if you walk into a bar today and you don't pay for your beer if they're actually going to arrest you, but it could happen. It, it could. <laughs> and let's not forget who used to meet in a lot of these taverns Correct. back at that time. 
While the jailer was away, a group of men convinced his wife to release Morgan. So here's this. Let me just start with this. If a bunch of men need to convince your wife to, really <laughs> to, to let you go, I ain't letting that son of a bitch out. <laughs> uh, just being funny, but I mean, they convinced his wife to right, release him. Right. Like, how did they really have to twist their arm? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, they uh, walked to a waiting carriage. Uh, excuse me. They walked to a waiting carriage, which arrived two days later at Fort Niagara. Shortly afterwards, Morgan disappeared. There are conflicting accounts of what happened next. Now, according to the conspirators, or Cons- alleged conspirators, because they were never Correct. convicted of murdering him. Correct. They um, according to them, they paid him $500, gave him a horse, pointed him north, and said, never come back, we never want to see you again, and he was never heard from again. Mm-hmm. That's, that. According to them, uh-huh. that's what happened. That's what I've read. According to others... According to others, I've heard eccentric stories about how uh, the three guys killed him, they came back, there was a trial, the judge was a mason, and right. six of the seven or six uh, of the, the people on the jury were masons, right. and they were exonerated, and that's how this all got going. But, but then it got really sensationalized where... You know, part of it was there was another simple one where they just drowned him in Lake Ontario. But then the story that caught wind that really started to lead to all this was that he was murdered according to the penalties of the Masonic degrees and then disposed of. Right. And then, you know, you hear something so horrific as as those penalties that we won't get into on this in the specifics, Uh but... um, you get that, and then you're like, well, the judge was a mason. The juries were masons. It really led to this whole, oh, my God, they do control everything. At the time, uh-huh. the president was a mason, um, Andrew Jackson. Right. So it's really started this hysteria. It really became a hysteria um, against, the, against the masons. Uh-huh. So let's get into a couple of those things. Number one... Uh, the generally accepted version of this event is that Morgan was taken on a boat into the middle of the Niagara River and thrown overboard where he presumably drowned since he was never seen again in the community. Another version uh, of the events is that Morgan had been paid a large sum of money and simply uh, told to disappear and give up publication of his book. Um, and then uh, in 1848, Henry L. Valance allegedly confessed on his deathbed to taking part in Morgan's murder. A tale recounted in Chapter 2 of Reverend C.G. Finney's anti-Masonic book. Now, there you go. Therein is where you have it. It's a book that was anti-Masonic, and they're saying, Oh, yeah, well, he convinced on his deathbed. Right, right. So, I mean, is it true? Is it viable? Nah. Um, There's no Google back then to verify that. So, one of the things, uh, in 1827, a badly decomposed body washed up on the shores of Lake Ontario. Many presumed it to be Morgan. The body was... uh, And the body was buried as his. However, the wife of a missing Canadian named Timothy Monroe, or Monroe, as it's spelled differently, uh, positively identified the clothing on the body as which had been worn by her husband at the time he had disappeared. 
one group of Masons denied that the Morgan was killed, saying that they paid him $500, like you were saying, to yep. leave the country. Morgan was repeatedly seen, uh, reportedly seen later, including other countries, but none of these reports were confirmed. So there has been reports that he had been seen in other countries, none of which being confirmed. Again, you're talking 1827. Right. I wonder who made those reports, though. <laughs> that is true. Masons in the other country. Oh, yeah, we saw him. He's yeah, fine. He's walking oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we go. Oh, we go. saw him at the bar the other night. Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and spending all his money that they gave him, and he's got the horse and all that. Uh, <laughs> eventually, Eli Bruce, the sheriff of Niag- uh, Niagara County, as a mason, was removed from office and tried for his involvement in Morgan's disappearance. He served 26 months in prison after being convicted of conspiracy for his role in kidnapping Morgan and holding him against his will before his disappearance. So... Right then and there, you have the conspiracy theorists who said, "Oh, yeah, they got off of uh, they got off of murder. They did it." And they, uh. That is absolutely untrue. He spent 26 months in prison. For those who don't know, 24 months is two years plus more. Um, so he did time, right, for having for a conspiracy. Conspiracy. So in other words, he wasn't technically nabbed on. The charges, but right. it was there was a lot of allure that he had something to do with it. And I think ultimately, the charges that he that they put him in jail for were kidnapping charges because that right. was kind of everybody kind of cop to. Yeah, we took him, mm-hmm. right. but then the dispute came in as what they actually did to him or with him. Correct. Three other Masons: Loton Lawson, Nicholas Chesbro. And Edward Sawyer were convicted of taking part in the kidnapping and served sentences. Other Batavia Masons were tried and acquitted. So the three major guys actually did time. So they were arrested. So right. The whole conspiracy theorist about, uh, hey, Ginger, you want some more ginger? Sure. <laughs> Thank you. So the, 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 the three f- main proponents actually did time. So the whole story about how... They didn't do time. They got acquitted and blah, blah, blah. Right. It's bullshit. And I think it it came down to one of those things where somebody had to take the fall for it in essence. Because there were actually, I found this very interesting. I didn't know it prior to doing some additional research. There were actually 54 men were indicted Mm. for this crime. 39 were tried. Right. Only these three. Um, so you can't sit here and say that the Freemasons control the courts and the government, even in these times, because if that was the case, none of them would have been indicted. None of them would have gotten in trouble. So it, the the court systems and the uh, of the time, oh, mind you, granted, we're talking 1826. We're not talking now. Uh, but the court systems did their due diligence right. of searching and trying to find out what happened to this guy. There was a they did their they did their work they did their homework, but I think there had to I feel and this may be just me there had to have been a spark of discontent prior to this Morgan affair happening. I feel like there might have been something else going on. Maybe you know. Uh, you kind of get what I'm getting at. Maybe people didn't like the Masons. No, they prior didn't. Prior to this happening, even though Washington was a Mason and everything, I mean, you're still talking an extended period of time. I mean, you still have the War of 1812, which was past Washington. This is 20, 30 years past the War of 1812. Right. And if you think about it, say you were living in New York at that time. Right. Not only was your president mm-hmm. the, the first most powerful person in, in government in, in your country, right. he's a Mason, but... Your governor, DeWitt Clinton. Right. 
was also a Mason. And then you have allegedly uh-huh. the judges. Like, I think there was always this distrust. Right. But then this incident happened, and just like anything else, like you see today, somebody decided, hey, here's our moment. Here's our opportunity. We can capitalize on this and really right. build the fervor around this and get and rally people. It became a rallying. Using point. it in modern times, not so much the same, but I mean, look at that picture. I. I I pitched a bit. Oh, excuse me. I pitched a bitch a while ago about the the meme on Facebook with the port the, with the border patrol agent with the Masonic lapel pin. Right. It's still happening today. Absolutely. Like it's still to this day. They're like, oh, he's a mason. Sure he's part of the world. Well, well and world. and we know hit close to home. Sandy Hooks. There were those that said Sandy uh, Hook was a Masonic those, conspiracy. Your yeah, buddy that we haven't uh, talked about in a really long time, and we'll leave him in the box yes, over there. Please. He doesn't deserve it. But <laughs> um, it, it's anything that comes up, people are looking for. They're looking for something to blame, right? Especially something that they think has a higher power than them. Especially something that they're ignorant to. Hey, that's true. You know, it's it's the way it's it's. Hopefully, they listen to this podcast. Yeah, hey, and hopefully they join Patreon (laughs) (laughs) and listen to Puppet George and all his dealings. Yes. Oh, let's see here. But yeah, so it's like it it really sparked a, a hysteria, hit a nerve. Like something that uh, about something that is already there. You can even equate it to. Nah, you know, I'm not going to go down that path. Right. You can edit that part out. Right. Go ahead. Well, it's finish it up. Finish uh, it up. There's. It's. It's no secret that racial relations in this country are are at an all time. Right. Peak high, whatever you want to call it. it it's been pretty bad, especially mm-hmm. between African American men and police. Uh mm-hmm. huh. So people are going to, there are a lot of police out there that do very good things every day, mm-hmm. um, things that you never read about, There's you never hear African about. There's African-Americans that are police officers. A- absolutely. I, but, but the narrative has been white male police officer, mm-hmm. African-American male, and that the police officers are, in almost in some instances, they're accusing them of hunting these young right. men down. Right. And they find something to fit the narrative and exploit it mm-hmm. and ignore the vast majority of and good that's being falls done. along the lines of this this Morgan affair thing. Exactly. Somebody propagated this bullshit. Yes. Somebody propagated this and pushed it. Now I'm not saying that all cops are good. I you know, I'm not saying right. that There's all Masons are good. Right. There's right. bad seeds in every single thing you find. Actually it was pretty funny. Uh, I wish I could find it, but somebody put it on a York Wright uh, thing today. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if you're a part of it. But it was uh, something about a Mason doing something stupid. I can't remember exactly what it is. I'm not going to get Did into it. Did they have pictures of us? No. <laughs> oh, okay. But here's the guy taking a mugshot with a, with a Masonic square and compass. I did see that. I did see that. And I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. You couldn't take the hoodie off. Right. Or maybe he's not even a Mason. But, but people are going right. to see that. You're yeah, absolutely right. That is absolutely right. Like Maybe he part of it. It was like one of those flea market Masonic. Right. Oh, or he could be, thing. on top of that, he could be a clandestine Mason. Right. But right. they present themselves, much like us, that <laughs> as that. Yeah, right. Like, right. They present themselves as fact. But no one, the ignorant mind, is not going to know the difference between you and me and that guy in the mugshot. Right. They're going to say, hey, what do you right. got on a sweatshirt? Hey, that guy I work right. with, he wears a ring with that same thing on it. Right. Oh, that means he's a bad person. And there's even mainstream Masons that are, you know, every, no one's perfect. No. We don't claim that Freemasonry is perfect. We don't ever claim that every single Mason is a good person. Some Masons 
everybody screws up. Right. There was even that guy over in Gideon's neck of the woods. I forget whether it was the Netherlands or... That was or Norway. That was Norway. Norway. But yeah. it's still his neck of the woods. It's closer uh, to him than us. That was... A- <laughs> right? That'd be like, you know, He's Nathan Moss saying... He's bitch you out tomorrow. No, I didn't say it's his country. I said his neck of the woods. It'd be like, you know, or Nathan lives near, is in New Zealand, and right. Lynx is in Australia, and they're close. Neck right. of the woods. <laughs> Sorry, Nathan. It's been a while, buddy. No, oh, Gideon's going to totally bitch you out tomorrow in Discord. It's for the record, Gideon. Rick Gideon, for the record, I said it's in your neck of the woods. I did not say that's where you hail from, just to be clear on that. Yes, that guy was amazing as well. And actually, I remember a while ago, and I know we're kind of getting off on a little tangent here, but um, I remember a while ago, I was district deputy at the time, and uh, we had basically, for lack of better words, strict orders do not speak to the public when that guy from Norway went on his shooting spree. Right, right. But then, again, it creates a hysteria and somebody capitalizes on it and exploits it, and that's very much what happened during the Morgan affair. Freemasonry is more along the lines of policing yourself rather than policing each other. Right. More so policing... We do police each other, don't get me wrong, but policing yourself. Like, read your ritual book. You know, before you're about to do something dumb, you know, recount your your obligation in your head before you do something dumb. That's pretty much what it's along the lines of. So, you know, there's bad seeds in everything. Right. I don't care what it is. I mean, you have you know priests that are diddling little kids. You have you know, you got you got them in every single aspect of life. You're going to have a bad seed. Some people are going to slip through the cracks, and you'd have to be ignorant to think that doesn't happen. In this case, with Morgan, uh, with uh, William Morgan, uh, probably some overzealous brothers that took things a little right too far. However, you know, and I'm not I'm not justifying their actions by either making them disappear one way or another because I don't think a man uprighting and leaving his wife and kids was he's you know tell him a guy like get the get the hell out of here before you know this or that happens right. and, and separating him from his wife and kids. I don't condone that. But from what I've been reading about Morgan, he wasn't exactly, you know, she might have been happy to get rid of him. She might have been happy. <laughs> well, right in the thing, it says uh, they had to convince her to let him, <laughs> right, right. To let him out. Can, but, you, uh, can he please come out? Okay, yeah. fine. Um, yeah, how much convincing really took place? <laughs> but, anyway. but, uh, getting back onto this. Um, so these guys were all convicted. Uh, so anyway, just, and I, I kind of going up here, here it is basically uh, marriage and family. This is on, uh, William Morgan in October, 1819, when he was in his mid forties, Morgan married 19 year old Lucinda Pendleton from Richmond, Virginia, or in Richmond, Virginia. They had two children, Lucinda Wesley Morgan and Thomas Jefferson Morgan. Two years after his marriage, Morgan moved to moved his family to New, to York, Upper Canada, where he operated a brewery. When his business was destroyed in a fire, Morgan was reduced to poverty. So he was kind of rich and famous. Mm-hmm. You know, he had some money. He returned with his family to the United States, settling first in Rot. So he was in he was actually in Canada. He returned to the United States, settling his family in Rochester, New York, and later Bactavia, where he again worked as a bricklayer and stonecutter. 19th century local histories describe Morgan as a heavy drinker and gambler. 
characterization is disputed by Morgan's friends and supporters. I mean, well, if he was that bad, put it this way, either they didn't vet him properly when they let him become a Mason, or potentially that was... Uh, maybe there was a little bit of a smear campaign after the fact. Uh, Potentially. Maybe both. I mean, maybe he was a drinker and a gambler. By I mean, f- giving a perfect example, I go down to Jimmy's and I get shit house down there, and I, I end up disappearing, and you're giving my eulogy, and, you know, they're giving a eulogy. The people down in the bar are going to be like, ah, he was a drunk asshole. Right. You know, whereas you're going to be like, he was a nice guy. Well, at least I, uh, never mind. Maybe <laughs> Ken will say I'm a nice guy. Like, oh, yeah, he was a good brother. He was a good man. You know what I mean? So you're going to have that kind of. Your friends are going to obviously say you're a good person, but the obvious, the people outside, you know, who don't know you might, might say, yeah, he's freaking trashing the bar right. down here all the time. So loud mouth, mesomes. Uh, Morgan claimed to have been a master mason while he was living in Canada, and he appears to have briefly attended a lodge in Rochester. In 1825, Morgan received the Royal Arch degree at Leroy's Western Star Chapter 33, having declared under oath that he had previously received the six degrees that preceded it. It has never been established that if he actually received degrees, and if so, from which lodge. So there's no account of him taking the prior six degrees other than the Royal Arch. Morgan then attempted unsuccessfully to help establish or visit lodges in the chapters in Bactavia. But when he was denied participation by the members uh, uh, who disapproved of his character and even questioned his claims to be a Masonic membership, this angered Morgan, who finally announced that he was going to publish an expose titled Illustrations of Freemasonry. Critical of the Freemasons who were revealing uh, and revealing their secret degree work in detail. So there you have it. Um, there, basically, we actually did a funny commercial, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we certainly did. <laughs> we certainly did. And uh, we're actually going to take a brief pause for that commercial right now. The Freemasons Podcast presents Real Brothers of Genius. Real Brothers of Genius. Today we salute you, Brother I Take My Position Too Seriously, Tyler. Brother I Take My Position Too Seriously, Tyler. Only you can make a nightclub bouncer quake in his tank top. Oh, this guy means business. Katana Blade, 357 Magnum, Bandolier of Shotgun Shells, Mossberg, and K-Bar. You'll be damned if someone enters who doesn't know the proper grip and word. Never getting in. Pass. Now what's the token? He's got it wrong already. And even though your position isn't paid, you're still investing in those night vision goggles. I got you zeroed. So crack open an ice-cold orange dry, you defender of the outer door, because you are the first line of defense against the masses outside. Brother, I take my position too seriously, Tyler. Brought to you by the Freemasons Podcast, Seymour, Connecticut. And we are back. We did our commercial. We had, uh, it's fun. Hope we, hope you enjoyed. (laughs) I had fun. So, getting back onto the subject that we were talking about with the Morgan Affair and everything, and uh, basically what I was trying to drive at is, you know, so these Masons in this lodge in Bactavia were questioning his his authenticity. Not for nothing, that's kind of the job of the Masons. Absolutely. So, Especially the Tyler, yeah. who takes his job way too seriously. And, and I can see that, you know... <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, he does. Um, but these Masons were questioning, where are you from? And what lodge you hail from? And if you don't got the right answers, or you can't produce a dues card, I mean, I don't know how it was in 1826, but I doubt that they had dues cards. Right. Uh, you probably got tested by the, the grips and the words of a mason. And had to do the Tyler's Oath or something along yep. those lines. You had to have been tested at some point. And if you are deficient, they're going to question you about it. Uh, they're also going to question you what lodge you hail from. If you come up with a cockamamie lodge, it's going to throw it's going right. to throw a wrench in, in, in your works. You know, and, and, you know, yes, I get it. It's 1826. But I'll tell you, I have the minutes and I read through the minutes of 1804 of our lodge here. And uh, they were pretty pristine. They talked. They even said from this person from this lodge came to visit. And this person from this lodge came to visit. So, I mean, they were, for the time, they were pretty tight with the minutes right. and who visited and everything. Actually, funny uh, little thing in our minutes. It actually talks about the grand senior deacon of the Grand Lodge came to visit Morningstar Lodge in 1852, 1851, when we got our charter back, and his name, last name was Seymour. Oh, And he was the governor of this town. Very cool. And he was the Grand Senior Deacon. So there are there were records kept very, you know, for the time being, right. very Pretty well. Meticulous, Pretty yeah. meticulous. So if this guy was posing as a faker... They're going to sniff you out. Right. You know, especially it says that he uh, visited or attempted to visit it a couple a couple lodges. Uh, he tried to establish and, away. and or visit lodges. And eventually they caught on to his BS. So he may have been a clandestine or a Cowan. And that. you know at that point, word would have traveled. Even though we don't have didn't have cell phones and the internet mm-hmm. and stuff back then. I could see a couple secretaries getting together or a worshipful master saying, hey, there's this guy, be on the lookout, there's this guy going around trying to get into lodges. I would imagine that there was a way that that word spread Mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. So, and I imagine that once he got caught, I mean, people's self-defense mechanism when you get caught bullshitting is to get defensive. Right. Scream back louder. Scream back louder, right, To, to hoping that you can stave off you, you know your your aggressor or somebody who's calling you out on your right. shit and that that could be the case of what happened with him and he said oh oh well, you're not gonna let me in good good i'll, I'll reveal all your secrets i'll reveal all your secrets then because i've already been in a bunch of lodges so i'm just gonna reveal them so he got pissed off and uh the masons didn't take to it too kindly no now granted they may have told them just go away and disappear and get the hell out of dodge or maybe they, you know, gave him the old freaking. Right. Uh, I mean, we're talking 1826. We're not talking, you know, 2019. I mean, granted, if you come in the door and we're like, "Yeah, I want to join the lodge," I'm gonna get out of here. Right, right. You know, I'm gonna write a book. All right, Joe, I'll meet you in the parking lot. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's what I was gonna just say is that, you know, equated to modern times, you know, we talked about bad seeds and things like that. But even on a more basic level, think about. We all have that one buddy, or maybe two or three of those buddies, where something happens, most people are going to let it roll off their back and not really give much thought to it, but everybody's got that buddy who takes it to an extreme Mm -hmm. and wants to do something fairly extreme. Pretty much. And it seems like perhaps these three guys might have been those people. 
Uh, Potentially. I don't know if I would go that extreme, but I, I feel like I'm a pretty extreme person where I'm thinking, like, I, I blow a lot of smoke where I'm... And Raph's like, calm down, little guy. Right, because you, you have people you have people like Raph that, that reel you in a little bit. Calm down, little guy. Here, here's a cookie and... Uh, but imagine, so imagine that same situation. You're all riled up and Raph and I are like, yeah, let's do it. And we, we, we add fuel to the fire. Bad things could potentially happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so all you needed is one or two other people to get you get you going, and uh, you know things could happen, and, and potentially that's that's what happened here. Right. But uh, we don't know. We don't know. And again, you, you know, he disappeared. You know, there's accounts that he was around, he wasn't around. But this sparked a whole thing that turned into the anti Masonic party. And uh, soon after Morgan disappeared, Miller published Morgan's book. Uh, which became a bestseller because of the notoriety of the events surrounding the disappearance. Now, so the, the guy wasn't even able to make money off of it. That's just the thing. And I think about this. Do you know... Okay, so we all know that Tupac Shakur, who was a famous rapper, died. Do you know when most of his albums were sold? After his death. After his death. There's so, some people that don't think he's dead. There's people that the don't think thing. he's dead, right. But... So what's to say that this guy didn't fake this happening just to try to get his book to be bestseller? Right, and who knows if you know that that was a pseudonym? Maybe it wasn't his his real name. Maybe did I get that right? Pseudonym. If pseudonym. not, people are going to crush me. No, they'll crush me. They, um, they love picking on me about that. You're pretty safe right now. I think I'm 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 the word butcherer right now. But maybe it was one of those things where. William Morgan was a fictitious person made up by this writer to help sell books. It could be. Potentially. Again, it's 1826. It's, 1826, right? it's real easy to... It's very easy to dump like your that. identity. You Absolutely. Know, or, or make somebody fake. You know, maybe, it was Mil- maybe Miller created this whole thing to sell a book. Now, Miller did not say that Morgan had been murdered, but he had been, quote-unquote, carried away. Accounts circulated of Morgan have assumed his new identity and settled in Albany, Canada, or maybe the Cayman Islands, which uh, where he was said to have been hanged as a pirate. Arg. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. New York Governor Dewitt Clinton, also a Mason, offered a $1,000 reward for information about Morgan's whereabouts, but it was never claimed. Now, $1,000 back in those days was a was good amount of money, money. right? <laughs> Uh, the circumstances of Morgan's disappearance, uh, disappearance and the minimal punishment received by his kidnappers caused a public outrage, and he became a symbol of the rights of free speech and free press. Protests against Freemasons took place in New York and neighboring states. Masonic, well, of course, Connecticut, I'm sure of it, because our, I know for a fact that after the Morgan affair, our, our membership dipped hard. Um... Masonic officials disavowed the actions of the kidnappers, but all Masons were under a cloud of suspicion. Basically, and that would even occur today, if somebody in our lodge did some dumb shit and got in trouble, we can say, yeah, yeah, we don't approve of his actions, but it still puts a dark mark on our lodge. Right, right. And this happened on a very grandioso scale because I believe that many people were already kind of swirling around this idea of let's come after Freemasonry. Again, you have uh, uh, Thurlow Weed, a New York politician, gathered discontent upon it. So here you go. This guy, Thurlow Weed, uh, a New York politician, started gathering discontented opponents of Andrew Jackson, a Mason, and created the Anti-Masonic Party. So you have 
people, so they basically, that's where. They had an axe to grind. They, yes. They because had an axe, I mentioned before, right. John Quincy Adams was a big uh, uh, proponent of the mm-hmm. anti-Masonic party. Yep. And that's who actually in 1828, he got defeated by Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was uh, William Wirt, W-I-R-T, as a presidential candidate in Amos Ellemaker as his running mate. And they ran against Andrew Jackson, and they lost. <laughs> and they actually, but they actually received eight percent of the vote. They did, which is more than to put it in historical perspective. Now, that's more than um, who was it? Gary Johnson that ran on the Libertarian mm-hmm. Party mm-hmm. got like four or five percent of the vote. Mm-hmm. So much less. Figure you have fifty states. Eight percent is probably Vermont. <laughs> yeah, well, they did actually when they carried the state of Vermont. Oh, really? They did carry oh, the wow. state of Vermont. Um, <laughs> And they actually, they did, in fact, that uh, at that same time, they elected governors in Pennsylvania and Vermont, wow. as well as a number of U.S. congressmen. Wow. So they, they were legit. They, like when you think of now, you know, third party, libertarians, mm-hmm. Green Party, I don't know of any, of too many uh, senators or congressmen. You have some independents in there. Right. But you don't have anybody that's no. a member of a third party. So they... I mean, think about it. Eight percent—that's not bad. It's nothing to sneeze at. It, it definitely takes away from the two major candidates. Yes, it pulls away from the two. Well, again, in the, in the United States, we have Republicans and Democrats. I, back then, I don't know if it, if it was Democrats and Republicans. It may have been Federalists or the Whig Party. Or I think something. it was Democrats and Whigs. It Whigs, I, I believe. Um, could be wrong on that. Hashtag, Somebody will correct us. Hashtag look it up. Um, but uh, so then, then let's get into a little bit more after that. In 1830, Morgan's widow, Lucinda Pendleton Morgan, married George W. Harris of Bactavia, a silversmith who was 20 years older. After they moved to the Midwest, they became Mormons. Ooh. In 18, and we just covered that not too uh, we briefly covered it. We'll get into it more. But in 1837, some historians believe that Lucinda Pendleton Morgan Harris had become one of the plural wives of Joseph Smith, founder of the Latter-day Saint movement. She continued with her older husband, George Harris. After Smith was murdered in 1844, boy, this chick's just got a dark cloak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What happened to this oh, Harris guy? Did shit. this Harris guy uh, end up meeting an untimely demise? I'm as well? just saying, uh, th- this is a chick who, first off, uh, all right, I know we're getting on a little bit of a joke here, but first off, she didn't want her letter her 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 widowed husband out of jail, <laughs> <laughs> and now this dude turns up dead. Right. I'm just hey, listen, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. <clears throat> Uh, uh, there's something sketchy uh, where the smoke this fire <laughs> smoke this fire so uh she was sealed to him for eternity in the right of the church member of the freemasonry criticized the mormons for their alleged adoption of masonic rituals and regalia now you did some research on joseph smith and even Brigham Young a little bit. Yes, and both were Masons. Both were Masons. There's which actually I find a, a photo of Brigham Young where he's actually wearing a Masonic pin. Right. Uh, more like a brooch, but like a very large pin on his uh, on his. Now, neck. does that mean he's a Mason? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. But, I mean, uh, let's put it this way. Morgan disappeared for <laughs> pretending to be a Freemason. So... Uh, 
I'm just saying, if he wasn't a Freemason, he made it out okay. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, in 1814, the Mormons announced their vicarious baptism. That's interesting. I'll have to look that up. Of William Morgan after his death as one of the first under their new right to post humorously offer people entrance into the Church of Jesus Christ of yes. Latter-day Saints. I don't know what that is. So it's it's actually it's a it's pretty controversial mm-hmm. um, because let's say you're a devout Catholic uh-huh. okay, and you passed away. Mm-hmm. Your kids were Mormons. If they felt strongly enough, they could have you baptized into the Mormon religion after you're already dead. Okay. So then, after death, you you're now a Mormon. You're no longer a Roman Catholic, even though during life that's what you um, that's what you practiced. It's it's a, it's a, it's a strange thing. I don't. I apologize if we have any. Listeners that are Mormons or members of the Church of uh, Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints, correct me if I'm wrong. Please um, do. But I'm fairly certain that that's something that can be done, and, and people were a bit upset over that. Hmm. Because you, in essence, would have no say, because you're dead. Not that it would matter to you, because you're dead. I wouldn't dead. care. <laughs> you do but whatever you for want. for some people... Like if my in-laws, I always want. Maybe to I'll do that to my in-laws. That's my <laughs> my final. I know where you're going. My final f you. <laughs> they hate that I'm a Mason, or they don't even know because they freaked out so much. I'm gonna make them Mormons after they die. <laughs> if we do have any Mormon listeners, please like hit me up uh, on, on message or, or if you're a member of Patreon, go to Discord. I want to look into this because that would be the ultimate. You know, for those, it's not live, but it'd be the ultimate. <laughs> right. Oh God. Uh, anyway, so, I'm sorry. I did no. That, that was pretty good. Um. All right, let's get back. So we were on Morgan's wife. Eighteen. We walked that back. We were talking about Morgan's wife. Yes. And how she had a dark cloud. And 1850, uh, the Harrises had separated when George Harris died in 1860. Now this is. Uh, I'm confused. Because up here it says he died. Uh, Smith, excuse me, Smith was murdered in 1844. Uh, so I guess she was now with this. So she went from Morgan to one of Smith's many wives, then jumped on Harris. Yes. And then he died. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, so it's three for three so far. <laughs> Talking about a freaking in black 1850, widow. 1850, the Harrises had separated, which. <laughs> When George Harris had died in 1860, he had been excommunicated from the Mormons after ceasing to practice with them. That year, Lucinda Morgan Harris <laughs> had reported to have joined the Catholic Sisters of Charity in Memphis, Tennessee. Holy hell. Jesus, she's really confused, she huh? Oh, my God. This is a lost soul right here. Oh, my God. She's everywhere. Let me guess. She hooked up with somebody there. Where she worked at the Fay, uh, uh, excuse me, the Lee Asylum. She had been widowed three times. Holy Jesus. God, I need a sip of three. <laughs> need a three sip of three gingers. That's, I'm hoping her soul never comes back to visit me. Either that's really bad luck or Oh my god. I'm just saying if 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 I ever meet 
Lucinda Pendleton <laughs> Harris in Morgan. modern days, I am hauling ass. <laughs> yeah, oh no. Oh no, 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 no. You don't even want to be around. Uh, I don't even want to shake your hand. You better you better start putting that I'm uh running like hell. You better start oh practicing God. that uh, all oh is mine. Yeah. No, I'm definitely some positive some, crap out there, I'm man. I'm going to pop open that Kybali on and start just... Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, in June 1881, a grave was discovered in a quarry to... Holy... This is getting even better. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't ever want to know this, chick. Uh, in 1881, a grave was discovered in a quarry two miles south of the Indian Reservation in Pembroke, New York. In it were bones and a metallic tobacco box. Other items found included a ring with the inscribed initials WM. <laughs> Great. Hmm. And a box contained a crumpled paper. Its few legible words seem to suggest that this was the remains might have been Morgan's. There were also critics who suggested that the alleged discovery of bones and artifacts was intentionally timed to coincide with the effort to construct a memorial to Morgan and might have been an effort to generate publicly at uh, to generate publicity at the monument which was in fact dedicated in 1822 and there's actually a monument to uh, William Morgan uh, it was put up in September 13th 1822 the National Christian Association a group uh, a group opposed to secret societies commissioned and erected a statue in memoriam memoriam Memoriam? Memoriam, thank you. There you go. Uh, to Morgan at the Bactra Cemetery. Bactavia, whatever it's called. The ceremony was witnessed by a thousand people, including representatives from local Masonic lodges. <laughs> now that's funny. That is funny. Uh, that's, that is that's, funny that's, as well. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that's funny. <laughs> Leave it to Masons to show up at the dude's funeral who basically flat out opposed them. Right. Uh, Just to make a point. Like, come on, that's like sending an FU. No. But you, see, you I'm don't think it's an FU? I'm thinking of it from a different point of view. Okay. okay. This, maybe it's it, me. Go ahead, and you tell yours, and I'll tell they you. They knew I'm Morgan, yeah. so they must have known his wife, and they were like, that poor bastard. <laughs> 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 They're like, we have to show up to this guy's memorial because, I mean. That poor guy. That poor guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can see. I can see That's that. That's the way I'm going with it. See, I'm thinking of it from a standpoint of, hey, they're going to do this uh, <laughs> monument and this memorial sponsored by the people that are the anti-secret society people. Oh my Let's god! Let's just show up to piss them off. Yeah, that that could be the case too. That's, I'm going with the wife though, because this chick was holy. Oh my god! Yeah. I don't even want to scroll any further to read her name because I'm worried if I open the web page, it's going to bring bad juju on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But. Uh, Sorry, the Morgan Affair, it was surrounded by a lot of circumstantial, did they do it, did they not do it? Realistically, who knows? Anything's possible. But interesting piece about the monument, before we move on completely from uh -huh. that, on, in the, the, uh, the inscription on the monument says, he was abducted from near this spot in the year 1826 by Freemasons and murdered for revealing the secrets of their order. That was never proven to be true. He was no. never proven to be murdered. Therein, the men convicted were convicted of kidnapping. And therein goes the problem with people who take a hint of a truth and pervert it 
to what they want and bend it to their agenda. Bend it to their agenda. This was a Christian group that was adamantly opposed to secret societies. So they wrote it on the the monument and that that was their agenda. That was their purpose. Right. So now anybody who walks across that monument and sees it and has is uh-huh. completely ignorant on the matter, which is probably most people. Mm-hmm. Even Masons. Yeah. Masons talk about the Morgan yeah, like, all the time, but they don't really know right. the, the details of it. Oh, yeah, that was that. But they're going to take that. They, they pulled a, a Freemasons podcast. They took something that wasn't true and presented it as fact. Ginger, you want more ginger? Certainly. They presented it as fact. They put it on a freaking monument. Right. That's going to be memorialized over time. There it is. And people are just going to read it and go, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I, exactly. heard, I saw that on the History Channel. And yeah, I, I don't know about it, but yeah, that, right. he murdered that person. And then it just goes on and on and right. on from there. So realistically, we have three gingers in the room. True. Oh my God. What if Lucinda was a ginger? Was a ginger. <laughs> that would make well, sense. That would make sense because she has no soul. Sense. She's got no soul. She's sucking three souls from other people. Let's no say, pun uh, intended on that. I'm just. <laughs> Oh my God! What was her name? Lucinda. Lucinda. Oh, oh I, guess I know a Morgan Halpert and Morgan Harris. I'm it's just right up here in the top. Could... Lucinda. 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 I want to see if I can get a picture of her. Oh God! How funny would that be? Oh, if she's a ginger, I'm gonna stand. We're I'm ending. Gonna... Oh my God! I have. Oh her. my God! I do too. She's. A... That looks like a ginger to me. No. Oh my God. She totally is a ginger. <laughs> wow. It all yeah. makes sense now. <laughs> it all makes sense. Oh, my God. I have to look this up. Like, here's a, even, like, a, a weird, like, cartoon of her, and it has her with with red hair. She's a ginger. Oh, my God. Wow. I got to get out of this room. <laughs> she has no soul. That's why she off three of her husbands. She has more last names than I have titles in Freemasonry. Lucinda Pendleton Morgan Harris, the second plural wife of Joseph Smith. But yeah, Ginger, confirmed. Oh, my God. Confirmed by... Um, and I'm just going by the website. I don't endorse it or whatever. The Yearofpolygamy.com. I'm looking this up on my own because I have to see this. Because I... If, Year of Polygamy, Episode 2, Lucinda Morgan Harris. Jesus. Ginger. God. If you look at some of these older photos of her, it's totally something that you would see waking up in the middle of the night if there was a ghost Like those crazy eyes? (gasps) Like those? That's creep! That's how she sucks your soul. (laughs) Forward that to John McManus from Liberty Ghost Hunters. (laughs) Let's do some work here. Oh my God. That is absolutely insane well so you said if you ever came across her you'd run away well if she gave you that look you'd freaking run away too for those um god almighty i'm but did a uh image search for lucinda morgan harris and the the picture that's from three distinct knocks it's the first one that came up on mine three distinct knocks.org man she's got some crazy eyes three distinct knocks is actually uh another masonic podcast oh there you go Mm, there you go well, apparently they um, posted a picture of her with crazy eyes, oh, and she's God. a ginger. So, <sighs> sorry, George. Jesus, who knew? Wow, that's, <laughs> that's funny though. <laughs> that's funny. And I was making a joke, and it ended up, I ended up being true. See, you put it out there. <laughs> <laughs>
You put it out there. That's right. That was some straight Kaibalion stuff you right there. You created it in your mental reality. You just create. Oh, my God. That is Congratulations. Awesome. You're a master. You're manipulating oh. physical matter and, and others' <laughs> reality <laughs> around you. If somebody who came like freaking what, 200 years before yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that have no idea what we're talking about with the Kabalion, you gotta join uh, Patreon Actually, and listen. Let's, while we're on that, uh, the Kabalion talks about uh, passing through to and from time. Time has is not lineal. Quite interesting. If you're interested in that, hop on Patreon. But anyway, I am now going to get this chick off my computer and we're shutting this down. <laughs> yeah, this is like when you gotta put the... Uh, you get freaked out from the Ouija board, and you got to put it away yeah, real quick. Yeah, this got to go made by Parker Brothers. Yep. So get it out of here. Namare patria espiritu Hey, I am an ordained minister. <laughs> you can, are an ordained you can, minister. There, I'll bless you with the holy water. <laughs> Don't you throw that water at me. <laughs> <laughs> Not near the equipment. <laughs> Not near the equipment. All right, so uh, we're going to shut this down. This has been a good one. I actually enjoyed this one a lot. Oh, did this you want to get into the um, Rob, Fowler. Rob Fowler one? Yes, gonna, I do. you want to tease that for next episode? No, let's do it. Real quick, so uh, Rob Fowler, we I'm had two people hitting us up through uh, our Facebook page, and I uh, I put the warning out a long time ago. Yeah. Put it on the Facebook page, put it on the podcast. I warn you, we might need to take out a commercial in Nigeria. We're gonna have to take out a commercial in Nigeria. <laughs> Be like the Freemasons podcast. We freaking warned you. <laughs> But uh, we've had two people, and uh, my um, my agent, as I'll call him, brother Rob Fowler, uh, has been doing some amazing work. <laughs> so he says uh, he starts off. This person first off hit up our Facebook page, and you obviously. Uh, I, I alerted. You alerted, I alerted our alerted. agent, our Attack covert him. yes, and our uh, covert operative. We started off with this. Um, his name was Hinus Remna. Don't failed to see the light this 2019-2020. We are aware that there are lots of people on social media pretending to be agent of Illuminati. Be careful. Not everyone you see is real. This organization is for peace, wealth, power, and fame. Uh, the organization requires no human or blood sacrifice. <laughs> So, I didn't read that. So <laughs> apparently, that's what you lead with. <laughs> well, I was gonna say apparently Hemus or whatever his name is. Is it Hemus? Can I call him Hemus? Apparently Hemus <laughs> has been listening to our prior podcast to know that. Oh, hey, we we talked oh, about the blood sacrifice ritual. He, he had to have listened. So kudos to Hemus. He may be able to answer the five hey, questions. Glad you're a listener. <laughs> Thanks, Hemus. Join Patreon. If you've got all that wealth and power, can you throw us three bucks a month, please? In American dollars, not in Nigerian money. I don't know what they, they have over there. Uh, Bitcoin would also be accepted. But Thanks for listening. Let's send Hemus a t-shirt. So he said... <laughs> He says the organization. Oh God, I gotta skip past that because I'm just gonna start cracking up laughing again. Uh, if interested, kindly what's up us WhatsApp. Yeah, it's that. It's like it's a, WhatsApp us. Yeah. Again, we've said it before. We'll say it again. No Freemason will ever. A true Freemason will ever, ever, ever reach out to you to join them. 
You have to come looking for us. Correct. Unless you're a friend of a friend of a friend. You know, unless we know you personally, then we'll say, hey, you want to join? But no Freemason will ever actively recruit, especially on the WhatsApp. Correct. Ever. So do not ever. That is the first sign. That is the first sign of BS. Um, and he leaves his number. Message me if you are interested. I immediately, again, if you write any stuff like that on either community, which good luck getting in, uh, or the the fan page or Instagram or anything, immediately you are banned. I will block you. No questions asked. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. You're blocked. So, and honestly, don't even try to be funny sometimes with this. Like, if you're trying to be funny and do it, because I'm not going to know the difference between humor and real, and I will block you regardless. Right. So don't ever try, like, again, I love the humor. I love being humorous. I think it's funny. But please don't, unless you give me a forewarning saying, listen, I want to put up something funny. Hey, would this be okay? Right. But don't ever just go up and put it up there, because instantly, I'm not going to know the difference. You're going to be blocked. You're going. And I won't know the difference. Uh, So then... Uh, Agent 47, Rob Fowler, says, Nigeria is starting in hot and heavy. He tried calling me six times starting at 1 a.m. Because he said, uh, I'm interested in your organization. I like wealth, fame, peace, and having fun. He wrote, okay, have you made up your mind to join us? Miss call, 126. Miss call, 128. Miss call, 535. Miss call, 637. Wow. So they were blowing his phone yeah. Um. He said, look, Nigeria, it's 7 a.m. Show some respect. You can't call the middle of the night. <laughs> we need to get Agent 47 a burner phone that he could he use said, for this type of stuff. It all right. <laughs> Miss call. 837. <laughs> so he started up again. He waited. Well, he waited. He waited. Are you awake now? 838. <laughs> and then he started again. Once you're ready to join the Illuminati and ready to talk, then let me know so I will tell you what to do, okay? 8.54. Missed call. 9.04. Missed call. 9.04. So he was blowing right, his phone right. up. So if you it's like they're working uh, like a freaking telethon or something. Yes. Like a PBS telethon Again, for the Illuminati. after your money. Right. I will tell you right now, as secretary of my lodge, I will call. First off, I'll email you, and then I call you once. And that is it. Right. I don't go any farther right. than that. You're not going to get a f- phone call every 37 seconds. The reason why this guy is hard up on calling every 37 seconds is because he's after your money. Right. He's probably got a quota to hit. Right. Uh, so um, there's another one that he, uh, that Rob Father kind of went off on. And it, it's pretty funny. And a lot of these things I, I can't read. If you want to hear them, I'll, do, I'll, I'll tell the un- the unedited districtation of everything that he's writing, but a lot of these things are are not um, not for the public's ears, not for, not the, for public. the faint of heart. Yeah, I'm gonna keep this stuff to myself. He actually uh, uh, he sent a video. This one particular guy. Oh my god, are you talking the video we put on Discord? No, that curse no, video. Oh, not okay, that curse video. okay. This is what he wanted him to do to start off with. And I'm going to play this over the air right now. Freemasonry will never ask you to make a video of yourself, take blood, and do a cross on your forehead and say this. Illuminati, 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 
Illuminati. 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 Probably said Illuminati. Illuminati seven times. Uh, and what's going to happen? Alex Jones is going to appear in the mirror? <laughs> like, what, what happened? Is that like that old Bloody Mary thing? Uh, I don't know. I, I think so. Actually, you know what we're going to do? You want to do a little half hour, a little after hours? Yeah, why not? We're why not? Have some fun. We'll do all some fun. Boobity bobbity. <laughs> Illuminati. 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 <laughs> we're going to go to after hours. Stick around. It's going to be funny. For the Freemace podcast. I am right. Works for Brother George Marjorie signing off. Works for Brother Joe signing off. Illuminati. Illuminati. Have a good night. Illuminati. <laughs>